And hello, everybody, and welcome to Documentation Not Included. It is Thursday, 7 p.m. GMT. We're back. It is 2020, and that is the name of our show. You're watching us right now live on twitch.tv slash DNI stream. It's time for episode 0.3, which we have humbly titled 2020. I am Josie Howarth, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the silk to my scratchy wool, Chris Seabach. I like wool. I like woolen, woolen clothes. I said scratchy wool. Okay, I've got. <laughs> I'm scr the scratchy wool. You're the silk. <laughs> anyway, yes. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> it is a happy new decade, in fact. Yes, and then uh, hello to everyone in Twitch chat. There's already again. I love to see it, especially. Coming back after a little break, I love to see people chatting in chat. Um, and as always, do get involved with the show. We do read out questions, we do answer questions, and today's hopefully will be a bit more back and forth than normal as well, because it's just Josie and I uh, yes. on the show today. Yeah, yes. And before we get going, we have our icebreaker question. And this question is nothing to do with the show, but it's just a chance to matter and get to know ourselves a little bit better. So, Chris... If you could be cast in any movie of your choice, what movie would you choose and what character would you want to play? Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, we're going to have to stop doing these. I can't. I, I don't have a brain that's fast enough. The older I get, <laughs> the less I am good at, I'm good at um, being on the spot. Right, okay. I would, um, because it's just been Christmas and just because I've watched it and it is one of my favourite films ever, I would um, be cast in It's a Wonderful Life. And I would be, oh, I can't choose between the lead character or the angel. I would probably choose the angel. You because, would be Clarence. Yeah, I would be Clarence because I'm still getting my wings. Oh, that is so dopey and adorable. <laughs> and and here I am coming out with something like, you know, put me in any Fast and the Furious movie, just put me in as like their hacker, you know, their <laughs> computer geek person who can basically sit there and just tell them what to do and play with all the gadgets and stuff. Just, you know, protect me and don't let me shoot a gun. We'll be fine. <laughs> See, I, I'm not. I'm not. As I've said, I think I've said a few times. I'm not a big movie watcher these days. I used to watch a lot of films, Same. but I just don't. It's it's dedicating that two or plus hour, or well, one plus hours depending on the film um, of of time. I say that, but every night we watch some forty five to fifty minute serial of some description. Another one we're watching Fringe, so. <laughs> we're kind of... Well, it's interesting because um, I think the most recent movie that I watched was actually just this week, which was John Wick 3, because right. it came out on Netflix, and my husband hadn't seen it. So he is off of work for this week, which is an absolute lovely thing. So we sat on the couch, and we put our feet up. We had the dog snuggle with us, because they're not feeling too well this week. And we just watched that movie. And uh, immediately afterwards, went right back to work on my part. <laughs> it's the beauty of having your own schedule, right? Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, so... Yes. About the show. Josie and I have been yes. talking about the future of uh, documentation not included, and that's what 0 0.3 is all about. We're just over one year old. We've done 47 official episodes, um, and we've learned a lot. We've, uh, we, we also have, hopefully, w w one of the intentions of this show is to give people information and share information about being an IT an IT consultant, an IT contractor, a freelancer, anything in the software and development world. Because we're not, I mean, 
I don't just write software. I do lots of other things. And Josie doesn't just do lots of other things. She also writes a bit of software. So it's it's a wide-ranging subject. So our show has had a wide range of subjects, and that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about things that we're going to be doing. So let's 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 start off by talking about our versions, shall we? Well, one of the things I should say is, pardon me, I am sick. I'm going to have to mute myself on occasion because I am coughing. <laughs> well, I'll try and keep the show going while uh, while she's Well, I basically <laughs> lose my lungs, come flying out my face. Um, well, I, I think what's worth mentioning is um, when we first started doing, you know, documentation not included, our original intent was to talk about development and to, you know, have that sort of chat that we don't get because we literally work from home. Now, Patrick at the time had joined us and now Patrick has moved on because he's really busy with work and stuff. And now it's you and me. And we've used this sort of break time that we've had over the holidays to have a 2020 look at what we were and what we want to be. And I think we both agree that we want to be, uh, for lack of a better term, a gateway for anyone in development, where we have the information. If you want to get involved in it, we want to lower the barrier to entry. If we want to, or if you are already involved, we want to be able to bring you topics and perhaps new information that you didn't know about. Or we want to explore things if you're looking to, say, take it that next step and work for yourself. That creepy anomalous, oh my gosh, well, we get paid this month because do I have enough clients kind of scenario that a lot of people find themselves in. And when we first started, we really, really liked the idea of versioning our shows because developers version code, right? Yeah. And we wanted to use versioning, not in the semantic version way. So if you are aware of how sem semantic versioning works, um, sorry, if you're not aware of how semantic versioning and software works, go to semver.org. Um, S-E-M-V-E-R-D.O-R-G. Um, oh, that'll, that'll put that you, in the show notes. That'll right? give you all the information you need to know is how we normally, uh, how most most software companies and, and the industry version software. Um, we have never used semantic versioning. We used versioning in a way of the, the, the major version, the one, the two, the three, the four, I think we're up to 11 or something now, was going to be the subject. And then the minor version was always going to be the next show in that subject so version 11 for example is our freelancing subject and we've got a wide range of topics that we've covered in freelancing about running a business um we've also got a startup one we've got one about mm -hmm. frameworks and, and development but the problem that we've had with that is that we've done some versions like i think version six seven and three um they've mm -hmm. kind of all they all some of them merge together we've only done one show in one version and we've kind yeah. of got we thought it was a bit of a usp let's be honest we thought like it's a bit different from other podcasts and it might work and it did work but i think it's becoming cumbersome so we're probably going to be let's say it we're, we're probably going to be dropping it so hopefully that's not going to upset anybody <laughs> i know it's it's yeah, it probably yeah, just for doesn't those care. of you who are, who are watching us <laughs> live or are sitting there going what just just you know Feel free to chime in, by the way, because this is actually our our attempt to sort of peel back the veil on what we do. You get a say. Um, so to all of you who are watching this live, it, granted, if you are live, you get a say. If you are listening to us in the future in the podcast format on one of your favorite podcast platforms, um, hit us up on Twitter at DNI Stream and give us your thoughts as well. We are open to listening to things. Um, 
But um, yeah, versioning, I think, is just a thing that's going to go because we do spend a silly amount of time when we have, because what we do with guests is we'll say, you know, what do you want to talk about? We then try and figure out where we slot them in, what version they should belong in. And realistically speaking, that time can be better spent doing something else. It's not just that as well. It's rescheduling people. So if we have a particular yeah. guest that can't do one week, you know, we've we've arranged 11.3, let's say, and then 11.4 comes along with a guest and we've we've got them back to back week after week. And this happened a few times. And then 11.3 cancels. 11.4 then needs to be 11.3. We have to change all the assets and we have to change all the documents and everything that we do. So it's just, mm. it's cumbersome, basically. And it's not necessary at the end of the day. Every other podcast on the planet uses numbers. We're not going to use numbers. Internally, we might, but we just, we're just going to have subjects. We're just going to talk about things. But that kind of leads us on to our next thing, which is our rebranding. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, so here's the thing. We started out uh, when we first started, we were like trying to pick a good name for ourselves and documentation that included was just a, a cheeky nod at, you know, developers and documentation and everything else. Um, and uh, we kind of realized that we're a lot more than that, especially with some of the things that we want to do. So here is your early heads up. We won't be documentation not included anymore, but we will at the same time. Mm. Oh, there's magic here. Chris, you who are fantastic and eloquent with tone of delicacy and just warmth, inform everyone as to what we're going to be rebranding ourselves as. Well, it's, it's ingenious. I've got to say, it's absolutely, mm. it's one of the best, best ideas we've ever had. So, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, this is one of those things that should be written about in trade magazines. Absolutely. I've already mm. started our Wikipedia entry for it. It's, oh. <laughs> it's Ex absolutely excellent. So anyway, right. So it's, it's, it's a big thing. We are changing from documentation, not included, to DNI stream. Da -da -da -da. Yeah. So the reason behind this, <laughs> the reason behind this is that all our URLs everywhere are DNI stream. So we've been very consistent. Our website is DNIStream.live. DNI used to obviously does still stand for documentation not included. But on top of that, <laughs> nothing's changing. Let's say right in 2020, nothing's changing. We're just having a new logo. There we go. <laughs> no, no, that's not true. There is more to what we're doing and why we've made the choice. Yes. Um, I, I have to say, Envina has said mind blown. Um, and Rhubarb has actually <laughs> stated that she likes doing documentation, which I think is fantastic. Rock on. <laughs> and uh, Volstrat needs a drink. He can't handle it. See, this I, I is know. this is how things go uh, in our chat. It's, it's, it's absolutely crazy, you know. <laughs> it's live it's chat. absolutely bonkers. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the, the life. The, so what we're actually doing is a little bit more interesting than that. So what we're going to do is on Thursday nights we're going to still do our live podcast. It's going to be the same. We may very well extend it to two hours, like we said we may last year. We don't know. We'll we haven't really discussed it that much, but. Thursday is going to stay the same. It's going to be our podcast and it's going to be our central focus of the brand, essentially. But DNI Stream is going to be presenting documentation not included on Thursday nights. Yes. We are documentation not included on Thursday nights. But then we are also going to be branching out. So our new tagline for DNI Stream is a live knowledge repository. Rep blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, wait, You'd wait. think the taglines would roll off the tongue easily. Wouldn't you? You, you would think that, but no. A live no knowledge repository for 
professional developers or for software professionals. So the reason we're doing this is we're going to have two other branches. One is going to be our, that we're going to be pushing in here. One is our Discord channel, which is actually, it's fairly fairly active we're active. getting yeah i'm quite it's 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 it's, it's uh, granted a large majority of the conversation right now is ir35 but right you now. know i blame myself <laughs> for that because i let the elephant go last year in our last episode our two-hour final for last year I, I pulled back the uh the no passing zone and let the elephant into the room and now it's smashing all the china so what we're trying to do, what we've, what we've always wanted to do in Discord is to, again, share knowledge, share projects. We've got a fair few channels in there and it's, there's people that talk about the projects, there's people that talk about IR35, there's a general chat, there's a, there's a charity one in there. I think I might have gone now, I'm not, I'm not actually sure, but um, there's a few, there's a few things in there and we, we want to encourage people talking to each other and asking each other about problems. And I've done it quite a few times. I've actually been helped mm -hmm. by quite a few of our community members um, on problems that I've had. And hopefully, you know, we've all done yeah. the same for them as well. Yeah, I mean, I got into a fantastic discussion about mail relays and, you know, when is it that you need to throw the money down to get yourself an IP that has the potential to not be blacklisted? So, then, you know, there's a great amount of conversation that happens in there. And then uh, on top of that, our third branch. So our main branch, as I said, is our podcast on Thursdays. Our Discord chat is our second branch, which I can't remember what we've called it. Oh, yeah. Developers natter internally. So this Are is you what... seeing a trend? <laughs> DNI stream developers not included, or wait, development not in developers. You know what? <laughs> I now feel like perhaps this was not the way to go. Documentation not included. That's our yes. Thursday night. So developers natter internally is our Discord channel, and then we've got our third branch, which is going to be a new stream that we're going to do, um, and this yeah. is going to be a live stream. Uh, we've talked about it last year. But it's, we've solidified what we're going to do a little bit more. It's going to be a three-hour stream, and we haven't decided the exact time yet or the schedule. But we think it's going to be bi-weekly, so once every two weeks. Um, mm -hmm. And this is going to be called Development Now Included. And this is essentially going to be either me coding or Josie coding and us doing an actual development stream, which I used to do many years ago. Um, I really enjoyed doing it as well. I built up a, a fair few, fair few followers on my personal Twitch channel, and it's great doing it. Um, yeah. But the problem is, is a lot of the time I can't stream my own development because my development is um, largely covered by NDAs. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes too secretive. I just cannot. I can't do it. Yeah, there are certain things we we can't share in that respect. But one of the things that we try to encourage everyone who listens to us to do is to educate yourself and to learn. So there's a couple of fantastic things we're going to be using that particular show for, or that stream for. So Chris and I are interested in learning a particular framework. So we're probably going to spend time learning that framework live, which gives everyone who's watching a chance to either learn with us or show us and share their own knowledge about that particular topic. Um, we're also potentially going to be doing our website during that time as well, which gives Chris a chance to show off um, how it's set up to me so that I can learn a bit about that particular framework because I don't have a lot of experience in .NET Core. Um, and uh, we can also use it as a chance for potentially doing community projects in the future. 
So yeah, we're going to try and do this as regular as possible. Um, it's not mm -hmm. going to be it's not going to be weekly at the moment. But I mean, I would I would like to stream more, but it's it's one of those things. It's not as high a priority as our as our podcast show, um, and we will do it as often as we can. Yeah, I mean, right now the reason why we're looking at doing it bi-weekly is because we're pretty certain we can schedule our work around the actual stream but we have to be realistic and this is something we tell anyone who runs their own company you know if you have clients and you have deadlines uh you need to schedule your time accordingly and if that means that chris can't show up one week or i can't show up one week or we both can't show up one week we have to be truthful to you well, it's just how it works obviously if you're in Discord, you'll hear about it before everybody else. And obviously, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll hear about it before anybody else. So you won't show up here and go, what? Why aren't you live? It's, well, if you had paid attention to our, you know, developers nattering internally, you'd know that both of us are kind of pressed for time or something. So I don't the, know. Because we're getting rid of the versions as well, we're also going to be focusing on uh, categorizing our content a little bit better with tags and putting things in categories. Now, at the moment, our website is not the best in the world. As I said, we will be changing that. <laughs> um, it will be a priority to get the website as the central source of, of information. Um, and, and part of that, I said most. In fact, I don't see any reason why all of that cannot be streamed as well. Uh, while we're while we're doing it, we're going to be hopefully streaming the rebrand, which is the simpler kind of HTML, CSS, SAS um, stuff. But then also we'll be streaming the .NET Core and the Angular um, development as well over however long it takes. And uh, we may very well do additional streams if we've got time in the middle. Um, we may very well get guests on as well at times, um, but yeah. I imagine those will be more focused around the guests that that uh, are coming on, and maybe they can do a screen share and they can, uh, they Teach can talk us. about what yeah, talk about what they're they're doing, um, and yeah. that's and that's the whole point is to have a screen share as well. So we're less of the focus, if you know what I mean. It's less about talking, less about kind of learning um, high level concepts and more digging into the detail and, yeah and show, showing the working and even even if we spend the entire three hours googling things and trying to figure out well that's a big part of the learning choose. process i mean th this is i think such an important part of you know when you first get started one of the problems i've always had is the barrier to entry can seem daunting because there is so much information well how do you know what questions to ask so a big part of the process is learning what questions you should be asking and what resources are um, viable and have a high level of credence to them. Mm. And that is, I think, um, something that can be taught. Whereas a lot of people, I mean, we joke that, you know, Google is the one that you're actually employing because you're teaching, you know, you ask us to do something and we spend a lot of time looking things up. And that's because there are so many ways to do things we have to find the one that's going to be best practice for whatever it is we're working on. And that sometimes takes a little bit of research because I don't know about you, Chris, and maybe it's just us, but we don't work on a single solitary project. We're all over the place with different see, features, different things. And it's not for us to remember everything. I, need I to do put not a, have an Adetic memory. I need to put a question out there to, to our listeners, actually. Um, there's There are two schools of thought here. Um, and believe me, if you raise it, and I've seen it raised uh, on 
LinkedIn, for example, uh, or, or Stack Overflow. I mean, Stack Overflow less so, but more LinkedIn, more kind of um, social opinion-based kind of react um, mm-hmm. content. Um, do do you do do the developers that are listening right now? Do you believe that modern software development is about is about being able to Google the information or search for the information and ascertain the best technology or the best piece of code to use or the best framework or the best DI uh, containers to, to put into your software? Or do you think you should know it? And do you think that you should specialize and be an expert in a particular area? The reason I say that is because there, there, there are people out there that genuinely feel that developers don't know what they're doing because they see them on Google all the time. I think there is room for both. I say that because I happen to know someone who is highly specialized in a very specific language. And if you were to just ask them anything, they could probably just off without, you know, looking at a phone or anything, they could probably just on a piece of paper, write you the script that you need for it or what have you. And they are highly specialized in that. But I also find that in the other side of the coin, when you're that highly specialized, it can be very complicated to find a job Mm. or very difficult to find uh, a place because if there is an inflexibility because no, I'm only gonna work on Ruby and Rails. I'm only gonna do this thing. I'm only going to do Perl. I'm only going to do um, Angular and I'm only going to do Angular 2.1. You can't make me do something else, damn you. Like when you start going into that kind of level of fixity, I have seen um, people suffer for it, but I've mm. also seen people make buku bank. So I think there's a time and a place for both. I am the kind of person who likes to have an awareness of a lot of different things so that I can make good choices or the best choices that I'm capable of making with the knowledge that I have. But to do that, that requires an extreme expenditure of energy on my part to learn those things or to become aware of those things or to spend my time researching those things. I personally find that an enjoyable thing. Mm. For someone else, it might make more sense for them to pick one very specific thing and get into the guts of it, rip it apart and make it their bitch. At which point in time, that I can see how that can work for other people. When I do something like that, like if I try to just stick into one like boxer zone, I grow tired, I grow bored, and that drive and that impetus to learn more fades. Whereas I like to be able to go, oh, well, this does this, which is like this, and this has this connection to this, and I can see how this, like I'm like that. So for me, I think there's a place for both. See, um, some of our, I think everybody in chat who's who's commented, there's two people who commented about this. Um, Rhubarb Custard has said, always Google stuff, definitely things are always changing. It's a good argument. You can't, mm-hmm. the, I, I actually did, um, I, I gave one of my clients some advice today. I um, w- was talking about introducing dependency injection into their code base. Now, dependency injection is a, is a, a modern way of uh say modern it's been around for a while but it's 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 very popular these days in the enterprise software industry um and it's a way of it's a way of separating all of your concerns in your code so if you've got a database you would inject the database into a particular class so you can use it so you can mock it up and you can write unit tests for it and you can enable um rapid 
continuous integration, things like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it helps. I um, They are using WCF, which is um, Windows Communication Foundation, which is a Microsoft technology that some would say is old and obsolete now. It's not. It is still very valid in the enterprise world. Um, but it's kind of been superseded because it used SOAP as an interface. Um, right. It's now been superseded by REST and JSON and kind of a more, again, uh, RESTful, uh, stateless services. Right. Now, so so WCF was, back in the day, fairly difficult to, to write, to, uh, to, to implement dependency injection into in its early versions. Now, uh, I mean, I got into I got into it quite y- years ago and started writing dependency injection into my into my WCF applications, and um, I looked it up today to see what the modern way of doing it was. And although it's very similar, that there were at least seven or eight different um, IOC containers, uh, dependency injection containers that were uh, that were available and did exactly the same job. But how the hell do I choose which one to work with? I mean, I know which one to work with because I've used one of them before and I have a preference for it. But that's Mm. only one way to do it. If you've never done it before and it's a complete new concept to you, how do you figure out what what which one has the the best features for your particular use case? And and that's the thing. It to me, um, one of the dangers that can end up happening, and we we see this in our field and development a lot. You know, someone will say, hey, you know, we've got our application. It's currently written. I'm going to just pick a random thing here, React. So it's currently written in React. Um, And you go, interesting. Why did you choose React for that? And their response is because the decision was taken out of our hands because the developer in charge, that was the only language they knew or the only framework they knew. Are you sure that's the right framework for you? I don't know. We're just stuck with it. And that, to me, is a very dangerous thing, which is why I kind of like having lots of knowledge. But if you go in that sort of specialized field, you're going to always lean and have a bias towards the things that you know versus the things that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you and I talked about it. You know, we, we if you were to build your guinea pig website, you know, you could just whip it up in your particular thing. I could whip it up in my particular thing. And I'd laugh and go, that took me three hours. You'd laugh and it would take you however many hours it would take you to make. And it it, it varies depending, you know, obviously. But you're going to have a natural bias to things. But that doesn't necessarily make it the right choice. And when technical architects, when technical architects... Oh, and, you know, project managers and things are going around trying to make the best decisions for whatever product that they're working on come in and they don't have a wide breadth of knowledge because they've come up in a particular field or something. Certain decisions could be made with that heavy bias that um, ideally hope hope no project managers out there are making any kind of technical decisions for a business. Oh, good (laughs) God, you you would be surprised. Holy cow, you would be surprised. That's the thing is we, we will use these. I mean, when it. The DI container that is six of one, half a dozen of another, it doesn't matter, you know, really. They all do roughly the same thing. Some of them don't have as uh, as many features as others. Same with testing frameworks and things like that. These are nitty-gritty things that developers will choose or or the tech no, leads will choose. developers have the same workflow no. for how they how they develop. And it's inter- even in the same company. Yeah. And that's and the it- thing is that's why companies have, have um, standards. 
built into their company. So so they can well, say, right, we use. they do. I mean, let's be realistic. Actually, interesting story. Um, there is a company, I can't go into names, and they ran into a really weird issue with one of their servers that handled backups. And it turned out to be a script problem from four years ago. No, sorry, 10 years ago. Was it? Yeah, it was 10 years ago that the script had been written and all of a sudden it just had, you know, stopped failing kind of a thing. More investigation work and going back and looking at the blame history because they had the repo history for all of those 10 plus years. They were able to figure out exactly what the problem was, apply the fix and everything's fine now. So I, I thought think... that was an interesting little uh, aside for why you should use repos, but also why having some kind of standards in place helps. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on the team size and the and even individual teams within a particular company may have different standards, and oh, that's fine yeah. as long as as long as there is a as long as there's an understanding that that you people coming in are going to be using those uh, those tools and frameworks. But anyway, yes, we've yeah. digressed a hell of a lot. Oh, oh obviously we have. <laughs> mm. I mean, come on, it's you and me, Chris. It's a zero point three show. Our topic is about the things we're looking at exploring and doing. So one of the things I, I really want to touch on with these new live streams is I really want to I really want to try and teach, but not in the not in the standard, you know, like when you see a YouTube video and it's training and it's do this, do that, do the other. It's more of a this is what we're going to do today, and we're going to show you how we get on with it, but we also want to bounce off the audience and we want to interact yeah. with people. And uh, the key, a key part of it, and this happens a lot during live streams uh, when you're doing development. Um, a key part of it is is answering questions and digressing, like we just did then. And we did that on purpose to show you how live streams, uh, how our new live streams are going to work. Totally planned. Absolutely, one hundred and fifty percent planned. And the whole point is, so if somebody says, "Well, why are you doing that? What, what's?" or if they even come up with, "Well, there's a better way to do that," then there's a digression there. There is a. a there's a, oh, right, so there is a better way. Let's have a quick look at it. Right, I see what you come, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, this could work. Let's put it in. Or, actually, it's not very appropriate for that, for this particular use case because of this, but we will consider it, you know, or I'll, uh, that's a good bit of knowledge to have, you know, and that happens yeah. all the time. That's how we work. Um, but we don't want to be strictly like, right, by the end of this, this three-hour session, we want this done. We, we will try. It, it, it'll be very difficult to do if we get a nice, active, you know, set of users, which we are hoping you guys will happily be and join us. Indeed. Mainly because when a conversation starts and a digression happens, it can slow you down. There's a reason why, you know, when I go into development mode and I'm actually pumping out code or I'm working on something that requires line by line editing, I have headphones on and I'm ignoring the world. So we're taking a risk, mm. but at the same time, it's it's a risk with a purpose. But that's... We want to show that it is possible. We want to show that, you know, no question is stupid. Not really. And I think that's another reason. We, I'm not sure if we will stick to, um, we will only stream the development streams when there are two of us. And we, we haven't really decided on that or not. But we yeah. have decided that when we do do the stream with both of us, um, or another person, you know, if we get guests on or anything like that. Um, it's more about conversation and it's more about one person 
it, we're gonna we're gonna approach it a little bit like pair programming. As much as I absolutely despise pair programming, in this instance, I feel like I feel like it's it's appropriate because one person will need to concentrate on on what they're doing and, and writing code, and the other person isn't necessarily going to be watching over the shoulder and telling them what to code, but they will be the uh, navigator. They will be the person who is navigating chat and speaking to the audience and maybe doing some googling and trying to figure out. Um, what we should be doing next, or or why you know if I if I for example I'm writing something in Angular and I say well this is this is what we're doing here this is uh, a new component we need to raise a new component because of this um, then maybe Josie can go off and do a bit of googling and read about it and then learn about it and yeah. I'd like I'd like it to be three hours of active engagement between both the pe the two people who are working on it it's like it's like having doing pair pro it's doing pair pro pair paired programming correctly rather than the paired programming I have seen a lot in the past where one person drives and writes a code and the other person just kind of sits there twiddling the thumbs and that's not engaging you know that isn't it's it's we're going to have other things to do I'm sure that during those three hours because it's yeah. during the day we might have client things occur occasionally we might even have to cut the stream short for occasionally but yeah, the whole point if I is get an alert, we... I'm sorry, I'm gone. Yeah, <laughs> I love whole... you all, but part of what I do is web hosting, and if a site goes down, P1's greater than all. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm <laughs> going to schedule meetings and things like that around around it if I can, but there's going mm -hmm. to be some times when I, I just cannot avoid um, yeah. work that comes in or, or things that happen that need to be done. I don't do support necessarily like Josie does, but I do... I do have clients that want things from me, so... Do you know what the beautiful part about my support is, Chris? It's automated, most of it. A good portion of my of my support is automated at this current moment in time. However, I also offer emotional support. Oh, well, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing for those three hours. You see, if yes. you're if you're navigating, that is, if you're coding, or you're you know whatever you, whatever we decide. Maybe one yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, I want to. I want to go into things like Demark and to Kim with you, and I want to. You know, I want to share the knowledge with you because a lot of what we'll start with is me, like pretty much going into Chris's brain going, what are you doing? Man, when we you... built the website, it was absolutely hysterical to me because I had never worked in the framework that we use for the front end of the website. Well, I take that back. I have worked in it, but not very much. Like not so much that I could feel comfortable going, I got this. Didn't quite work that way. <laughs> so it was interesting for me. And I was so proud of my little commits. And I was like, oh, look at me. And all I was doing was like putting in copy. Edit the JSON file that I had, I had yeah. created a service and done all of the components. Yeah, and it was and just the... <laughs> this tiny little you know thing. But it was all like, ooh, look at me. I've got my commit in here. I'm all special. Thing is, I think when, I, when we talk about pair programming, this is actually... Uh, a good way there may be a, an opportunity here instead of me doing all of the driving there is an opportunity here for for me to go right today Josie we're going to write the caching service and you're going to do it and I'm going yeah. to get you to drive as long as you've got Visual Studio or you've got at least a, a compiler that can can open the solution maybe Visual Studio Code actually will do most of it not that I'm particularly all fair with how to do that in Visual Studio Code but we can figure that out together well see that's that's one of the things that we had discussed because um it was hysterical because uh, I was showing Chris uh, a tool that I had discovered for my own you know development on my own system he's like well 
this is a little bit like this. And then I press this and then this happens. And with this happens, I just run, you know, um, the PowerShell and boom, off it goes and does this, this, and this. And by the time I sit back down, I'm ready to begin to work. And I'm like, you know who would really benefit from knowing how that works? Other people. So that was one of the things we're discussed about, you know, how do you set yourself up to go? Like when you wake up and get yourself ready and sit down to work and you're a freelancer, what buttons do you press to get started? I think the there's you know? a pro there's a problem in that the DNI website as things stand is uh bearing in mind I'm a, a consultant with twenty odd years of experience of of putting solutions similar to the DNI stream website together. I have developed, as you said earlier, my own little workflows and my own little ways of doing things. I've got little PowerShell scripts that do this. I've got little batch mm -hmm. scripts that do that. I've got environment variables that get set and do all kinds of things for the Docker containers. Um, there are, if you, if anyone, anybody's used Angular um, or Node rather um, with a NPM package manager, NPM has its own little scripts built into yeah, it, it and its own command line stuff. All of this is knowledge that is deep ingrained inside me. So I'll run a command and you might need to go to me, what, what, what did you just do then? And then I'll go, oh, right, so npm run or npm start actually runs this command. And you find that in this file. And the reason then the reason that, that when what what we then do is then we create the, oh, yeah, anyway, so we'll have to. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fascinating thing. And one of the things that we haven't fully decided on is, uh, like, I don't think we're going to be storing our live streams on YouTube like we have available with our Thursday shows. Because, you know, you can listen to us on a podcast if you're listening to us in the future. You can watch us live and see our charming faces. Waha. <laughs> um, and, you know, Chris's epic beard, which may or may not be sentient. And you can do that. But we don't know if we're going to do that with our live streams. Because it's not your typical tailored tutorial experience, you know. And at the same time, it does take effort to do any kind of editing. Although technically speaking, I think the integration still built in, built in with Twitch, and we can just press the button and it pushes it to YouTube. I think I, I mean, <laughs> what, what, what do people in chat think? Um, I yeah, I we're, we're going to be doing three hour shows, three hour development streams. Are you? I mean, considering that how many views we get on YouTube, which is not very many, we get most mm -hmm. of our listeners via our podcast, podcast um, our yep. our list, uh, podcast listeners. Um, Who's going to watch a three-hour stream on, on YouTube? Especially if, you know, we bounce around from topics where one moment we're talking about a component and the next moment we're talking about, you know, a specific library and then someone jumps in and has a question that takes us all the way back to the very beginning of what is this framework? You know, because we want to be able to answer these things. Is that worth it? And we're going to be repeating ourselves over and over. Now, the thing is, we could, we did a very, at the very, very beginning of DNI, um, uh, over a year ago now, we were talked about doing tutorials and we talked about, talked about doing, um, short pieces of content for, for YouTube where, you know, people could come on and learn about how NPM works or how to learn about how to set up a brand new Angular website, you know, starters, tutorials and that kind of thing. How and to just, get Let's Encrypt working for you so that you too can have a free SSL certificate. And it just didn't. It just didn't work. And that's the thing is, as um, Rhubarb Custard said earlier, things change so often that the, date, the contact goes out of date. You know, and it, it's, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, and I'm not saying that the content that we're going to be um, providing people in the three-hour development streams is going to be completely up to date. 
but it's going to hopefully spark conversation and hopefully get people uh, get people asking us things so we can go off and do some research and show you how to find that information that you need. Yeah. We've got this I, this thing called the internet that's connected to us all now constantly and, and every piece yeah. of information you ever need is out there. It's about disseminating that information and figuring out what's relevant and what, what can be used. And, and then it also explain why people still stick with Google search instead of using things like DuckDuckGo because there's nothing worse than not having very tailored search results from an algorithm when you're looking for something specific. Um, but yeah, I mean, what is it you guys would int be interested in? And for those of you listening in the future on the podcast, we're talking to you too. So, you know, just send us a, a tweet or pop into our developer Natter internally Discord server and um, tell us. I mean, the, the concern that I have, and, and perhaps it's as simple as simply stating at the top and every time we take a break, because we will be having breaks during the show, just simply stating, you know, this is, you know, this is the date. The information and the methodologies and the standard best standards and things that we may, may implement here may not matter depending upon when you watch this in the future. It could be just that simple. Because I know for me, if we do something, I want to be able to refer back to it. So at the same time, I personally am like, oh, we're building a repository of knowledge that I'll make use of. You know what we should totally do? We should totally have it on YouTube so I can look it up when I want to find that information. Ah. So, well, Rhubarb has volunteered to be the first human test for a Google brain implant. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and Voltscrad says, but, but, but if I miss a stream, I need to be able to watch it. And I watch recordings of three to five hour streams of topics I'm interested in anyway. So I might not be the exception here. Or it might be the exception. Yeah, I, uh, I, I just don't. I mean, I think the the value in a stream is the live interaction. If you miss a stream, um, mm. and again, you may ever, you may ever all disagree with this, but if you miss a stream, you, I mean, if it's a podcast, it's different because podcasts are you know hour an hour long, and you can you can fit them in on your your train journey to to work or, or on the way home in the car, but with a live stream that's that long. I think the the amount of people that will watch it and the amount of tags we would have to put into into YouTube to to make it even relevant, um, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like we'd have to I, do a lot of I extra think, work afterwards. I think there's a way to handle it. Now, I am the kind of person who would push for the the recording of it, but let me just quickly look at what Envina says. I love you guys and listen to you, but for me personally, I don't think I'd be able to listen to things like development and such for three hours, mostly because so much of the stuff's going past me, <laughs> but I'm sure there are people who enjoy it. Oh, we love you, Envina. Um, the, the thing that sticks into my brain is um, like a couple fold. If we have a particularly powerful exchange with a user about a topic and we go, gosh, that's actually really important. You know, we want to make certain we include that. It's very easy to just click a button in Twitch and say, put a stream marker here. Mm. And then it's pretty simple to kind of, you know, chop it up and say, hey, save this section or what have you. Or it's easy enough for me or whoever the navigator happens to be to go, that's a good point. It's roughly about this time. And that can actually be included in the YouTube description because you can just quickly tag certain times 
because it, it's really easy to do it the way they have it set up and people can just click it and go to those quick moments, um, which I think works. And if we happen to end up with uh, a community of watchers who become regular enough, perhaps they'll help take on the burden, you know, of just this really cool, important information about how you would connect a database using React. Uh, this real quick thing about using .NET Core and setting it up to do X, Y, or Z, or this really fascinating command that could be, you know, written in a Bash script to do this, or this is, you know, a, a particular uh, how you would access, you know, your DeMarc settings or why you would set things up this way inside of a DNS file, or, you know, how do you configure a pet? Like, tiny little things can just be tagged, but I don't think we would ever put a lot of effort into it. That's not the point. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that's the I thing. Think... It's, it's not necessarily about gaining followers or anything like that. So Volchat no. says you completely understand that not a lot of people would probably and that it might be too much work for too little gain for too few people. It isn't about gaining followers. It's about providing value um, yeah. to, to the people that already follow us. Um, I've got to be honest, I don't do this for, for getting followers. I do this for the catharsis and I do this because I actually enjoy... You'd never get it. You'd never guess. But I enjoy talking and I enjoy offloading information and not necessarily teaching at people, but I like the interaction between people. And when I'm too. when I'm developing, I found sometimes when I did a development stream on my own, the develop the stream became too uh, distracting. The the chat became too distracting because I did have at some at one point quite a few followers who were engaged in what I was doing. It was game oh. development, but it was still distracting. But with with two of us engaging on a on a line by line basis, hopefully, I'm hoping that it will be different and it will allow us to make progress at the same time as teach and provide value to to the people who are watching. You can always watch yeah. the video on demand, obviously, on Twitch as well. So you know, you don't well, it disappears. It after disappears after a week, a week yeah. which is why I'm thinking if we just push it to YouTube, it's there. And if someone really wants to go, they can scrub through it pretty easily, potentially find the things that they're interested in, or, you know, we can have just a general thing. But I don't think it's going to get the the care, the love, and the attention that our podcast gets. And it, I think that's okay. I think it's all right to have, for lack of a better term, rough, um, and literally just ship it over to YouTube. And if someone happens to you know, find something useful in it, great. And if not, if I ever sit there and go, shoot, what was that thing that we talked about with the stuff? I at least know it's there. Hmm. And I can go back and look that up and go, oh, right, Chris said this, so now this is why I do this. Because I'm sorry, I'm getting old. I am not going to remember everything. I, however, do latch on to um, hooks. And from those hooks, I'm able to go, oh, there is this thing. I can't quite remember the name of it. I know roughly what it is and I know roughly where it's found so I can do a search and I can find information about it. But I have to be aware that that information is hookable in order for me to do that. That's my learning process. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. we are coming up to the end of the show. Uh, we've we are. our last right. 10 minutes but we've got a few more things. We do want to put a, a shout out for guests. We have uh, at least two or three in the pipeline. We haven't you... scheduled anybody in uh, yet but we will do. Now, uh, next week, I have some personal things going on, so we're not sure we will be here. We um, won't be having a show next week. We, we've both agreed on this. Um, there's a reason. Part of it is simply because we're rebranding. We're actually getting new graphics and everything. 
we're taking this very seriously. Um, as you can tell by how we're now DNI, well, we will be DNI stream going up in the future. Um, but also, Chris and I do have projects and things that are taking a priority. And we've always agreed that certain things have a priority over the show. Yes, and so. and that's that's the thing is um, one of the one of the other things that we're doing during the rebranding is we are going to be updating our community guidelines and our ethics, our um, professional ethics or business ethics or whatever we we have an internal um, set of ethics that we agreed to, which I think is public, but we you know it's it's for us uh, and other people that may contribute to the show, such as guests and other people as well, and you know mods for the channel and yeah. everything like things. Hopefully for us, our goal is to see this become a community that is accepting, inviting, and kind, regardless of what framework you work in, what language you use, what operating system you support. You know, we're here to teach. We're here to learn. And we can only do that by talking to each other. Indeed. And, uh, you know, and it's about, it's about, for me, it's about sharing and it's about getting that information out to people. Um, yeah. And as as Josie said, like kind of lowering the bar for people. It's not that I want more people to take my jobs. You know, it's not that I want more people to get into the industry and uh, and saturate it because there's plenty of software developers out there. But I also do want to improve the quality of software out there too. And I'm not saying I know everything, but I also I also want That's it to be absolutely clear that that egos really do have no place when it comes to software development. I they really don't. I've done it for a long, long time. I know a lot but I will never know everything. Um, and I will, it, it doesn't matter how much time I spend uh, in my spare time doing, doing my work. It doesn't matter how much, how many articles I read or how, how up to date I keep or how many conferences or networking events I go to. I will never know even half of the current information that I need to know for tomorrow's work. You know, it's ridiculous the amount of things that, that change in our industry on a regular basis. And, and they change incredibly frequently. And sometimes bloody quietly, please, when you update stuff, put stuff in your bloody notes. Ugh, I get so frustrated when I'm like, why is this no longer working? Undocumented feature. So yes, um, back to the but, guests then. Before we do short, we do yes. want we do want uh, more guests for next year as well. If you've got we any do. topics, and, and that's just it. Please don't think you can't be a guest on our show because you don't think you have enough knowledge. If you have a topic that you are interested in and you may not know a lot about, but it's something that interests you, come on as a guest anyway. Let us talk with you about the things you're interested in and help you explore. If you have a skill or something that you think would be really cool, come on, talk about it. Whether you are a developer or whether you are just simply someone who works in hardware, I don't care. Bring it. Bring your knowledge. The only caveat we have is that, that we are software development. We are, we are, everything has to relate back to software development. Even if it's a business related thing, the business has to be surrounding software. the software development yeah. world. That is our one, our one hard thing. Yeah, that, that I, that I agree with. Although I still like the idea of having people come on from the IT world in general. Yeah. Well, it all relates to software. Though, doesn't it all, it, it does That's come back to software one way or another. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> If there's anything you want to learn as well, are there any topics you want to talk about? If there's any topics that we've talked about that we haven't covered enough, if there's any shows that we did that we said, right, we'll be back, and we've done plenty of them, if you look oh back. Oh my gosh, we've we'll done be quite back. a few we'll of We'll be those. back with more detail Ooh. about this, and we haven't done it. Tell us off. Tell us uh, what you want to hear more Hold about. Hold us accountable. Hold us accountable. Hold us accountable. 
And if you've learned anything in particular as well, and you, again, maybe maybe want to learn more about it, just, just let us know. Drop yep. us a message. Speak to us in Discord. Even just say something in Twitch chat now, and we'll uh, we'll take it on board and and do yep. our best to to rectify the situation. Yep. And now here is where I'm going to cut us off and say, guess what, Chris? You still need to bring your own manual today. Did you bring one? I didn't. I didn't. Every time I think about a BYOM, it goes straight to the RTFM, and it's more of a it's more of a. Well, I did learn something today. I learned that everyone in the world's an idiot for whatever reason, you know. <laughs> I, I'm. I've. I, I. I. One of the things I suppose that I'm learning at the moment is, I've had quite a few people um, contact me on. And this is a bit of a RTFM. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, quite oh, a few people um, that that have contacted me on LinkedIn, uh, and. Some of them are old acquaintances, old colleagues from years and years and years ago. I've had at least three or four of these recently. Um, people that I didn't know that well, they were just work colleagues, if you know what I mean. I didn't really go out with them, socialise. And they've, they've, they've got a question. They approached me directly with, oh, I'm... Um, one guy came up to me and said, uh, sent me a message and said, oh, I've got a problem. Uh, I've got some inherited code um, in the work that I'm doing at the moment. This is paid work that they're doing. Um and it's, I've got a problem with entity framework. Um, so-and-so that we used to work with said that you might be able to help me with that. And I said, yep, absolutely, no problem. Um, I'll, you know, I'll have a look. I'll see what I think. But if it's too complicated, you know, this is my job. This is my business. I have, you know, I'll have to arrange a consultancy session or I'll have to, I'll have to charge you for the work. And as soon as you say that, the offer to go out for a drink, the offer to to you know share any information with you drops off the table not that i was that bothered in the first place but it's happened a lot recently as soon as you put yourself out there people want things for free and just because you know them they think that that your time is is not valid it's it's almost like an insult to an extent to me it's not i know it and some people would argue that you should be friendly you know and you should give you know you should give some things away for free and i do a lot. I do this show for God's sake, you know, and it's not all about <laughs> altruism. What I meant, what I mean is that when they specifically say, right, I am charging a client for this work and I want you to help me sort the problem out, that they don't even consider or, or think that that's something that they can subcontract or, or, you know, give to somebody else. What's your opinion on that, Josie? Um, I, I think, think it's harsh. I think it depends entirely, right? If it is like, for example, um, uh, I have a server that's uh, responding weirdly and intermittently right now, right? And if I broach this subject to somebody, I'm like, have you ever run across a situation where you have had Apache giving these particular errors and, you know, HT access is perfectly fine? Like, have you ever run into it before? And someone says to me, well, yes, yes, this is something I have experience with. You know, it's this, this, and this. And I go, well, I've checked those. And they go, well, it's possibly this. That's a discussion. Mm, you know, yeah. if instead I say to somebody, right, here is the exact, you know, error messages that I'm getting. These are the exact files that are being impacted by it. These are the exact, you know, traces that I'm able to do on these particular things for this specific project. That's a paid consultancy. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. So these have been specifically, hi, Chris, uh, nice to nice to speak to you. First time in, in 20 years, um, I, literally. Um, I have it. I have some inherited. This is the first thing to say. I have some inherited code, and I've got a problem with entity framework that I can't solve. 
um bloody blast says that he might be able to help me with it that kind of thing and it's it's very specific and very related to and it's like well well tell me what the problem is and i'll see if i can help you know that's the conversation yeah, that's, that's that's and, how you do it you see and what then you can do no information is... comes back and then they're like well, well let's go out for a drink let's have a let's have a you know a drink and then we'll talk about it and it's like mm. no i don't want to go out for a drink with you i don't know you you just want me to deal with your problem right there and then type it's rude it's it to me it's rude but anyway i may be yeah may well, be that, being... that's a little bit of an art too i'll tell you what i am bringing something for the new year for everybody who is involved in development and it has to do with my t-shirt so chris considering the fact that i can't quite see the frame and where everything is i will hold my shirt up you will have to tell me when it is readable there you go, there you go. So read that, Chris. Friends don't let friends ship inaccessible code. Correct. So this is a fantastic t-shirt that I got because I am helping to uh, beta test a new platform for accessibility for websites and things like that. Um, and right now you can actually get into their pro features and help them beta test it as well for free. So I want to recommend anybody and everybody who does any kind of front-end development that deals with websites and things like that to go to DQ, that's D-E-Q-U-E.com, and they're all about making the web accessible. They have, you know, some things to help you learn terminology. They talk about how to make things accessible, what the impact is. They give you resources. They have free training. They have all kinds of stuff to help you get better at making certain that the code that you ship is accessible. And on that website, there's a little thing called Axe, A-X-E. This is something that I have had as a plugin in my browsers forever since I got involved with any kind of website stuff because through their little plugin, you could click it and it will run little tests and tell you if you're missing ARIA or other little snippet tags, which are used by screen readers. This is the perfect time to learn about stuff and influence the usability of their tool. Do it. It's so good. So, so good. So this is my way of saying my manual for you is help others get access to the web by being aware that not everybody can. Not everybody can. Indeed, uh, accessibility is again, again quite a big thing when I'm uh, when I write most it's of my websites, huge. unless they're internal websites. But if there's anything external, you generally have, yeah. to, have to be aware. Make of Make a web days. create again. Thank you, Tooltepe. <laughs> uh, take us back to Web 1.0. Oh my goodness! Holy cow! Yeah. And so uh, we're at the end of our show. A massive thank you to all of you in Twitch, Voltscrack, and Vina, Rhubarb, Mike, Mike the Liar. <laughs> you and your skooma. I'm on to you. Mike. Mike, I would say. Mike the Mike Liar. Mike the Liar. Yep, Mike the Liar from Elder Scrolls and stuff, or Skyrim. It's all about the skooma. Um, and Tepe and Vina, and like basically all of you people are amazing. And to everyone who is listening to us in the future who couldn't join us because a moose broke into your car or, um, I don't know, alligators tell you that you need to pay fines so you're instead listening on the podcast instead of live, 
you know. You accidentally like skipped into another dimension, anything like yes. that. Yes, and, and while you're there, if you wouldn't mind bringing me back some cupcakes, that would be fab. Bring one the of my better clients, version of me back, that'll do. One of my, one of my uh, actually, potential future client reached out to me and made certain that I was very aware of the fact that they like cupcakes. So uh, I now have an in. Bribe them with cupcakes. <laughs> Yes, it, thank you so much for joining us and to everybody who is listening to us in the future. And you can visit our website www.dnistream.live where you can get links for all our social media, all our discovery platforms, and it's all broken at the moment. So don't bother with that website at the moment, but it'll be fixed. <laughs> it'll be fixed soon. Uh, you can also use it to contact us. The contact form does work. You can get in contact with us, send us an email. If you've got any subjects or you want to become a guest on the show or you know anybody who wants to be a guest on the show. Mm. Yep. And if you like what we're doing, spread the word. It's the only way that uh, we can ensure that other people learn about us is through word of mouth by the amazing people like you who listen to us. You can share our podcast across all the different podcast platforms or our live stream or even find us on YouTube just with your friends, your devs, their dogs. Um, in fact, if you do happen to get a picture of your dog listening to us on a podcast, please send it to us on Twitter so that I can see it and be very happy. Now, all that's left is to say goodbye. Yep. Goodbye. We hope to see you all next week. No, we no, don't. Not We're not going to be here next week. We're, we hope to see you in our rebrand. <laughs> Pay attention to documentate or developers Natter internally, our Discord channel and Twitter, in order to know all of the news about the rebranding and the insanity that Chris and I are going through as we mentally degrade into, you know, Puddles. single organism life forms. <laughs> cuttlefish. We could. We'll end up degrading cuttlefish. into cuttlefish. They're not degree. They're the highest form of intelligence, cuddlefish. They're so cute. They're brilliant. I think, ah. I think I found them all in the game. Anyway, right, let's go. <laughs> anyway, we'll <laughs> see, see you everyone. guys soon. Bye. See you. Bye.